Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Hey, yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Hey, uh, today, due to some little bit of technical difficulty, we won't have Seth on the show, but we got me and Larry going to hold it down with a, with a special guest today, so hey, we're very excited about this show, man. Hey, Larry, how you doing today, bro? I'm good, man. How you? How you? I'm going to leave all week, so, you know, I'm excited. It's like every day is a Friday until I go back to work now. Boy, uh, man, man, every day has been leave for me since retirement so far, man. I've been doing good, man. And exciting weekend. Hit that No Limit concert this time, man. I that, man. Okay. Wait, how, how was it? I've I seen all the photos you've been posting on, on the book. Bro, man, it was unbelievable, man. I'm out there chilling with Mia X and, and all them cats sitting there talking with Mr. Servon, like, personally. I'm like, this is insane. Me, me and X bought my con, me and my, uh, me and my wife's concert tickets to go to the show, yeah, man. I saw the picture. She looks good to be her age, man. Did, so did they rock out though? I mean, was it like nineteen nineties? No limit. They, they did, man. You know, I saw. You know, okay. they did a really good job with this show, man. And the Nashville, the Nashville yeah. crowd brought a whole lot of energy. And for them to be that age, man, they got they finished that up and went off and did the same thing down to Memphis the next night. That's wow. crazy. Cause you know they was getting a bad rap early on. They were saying they wasn't, the energy wasn't there when they first yeah, started. Yeah, so. man, they must they must have popped some some B twelve or something and came out there and killed it. But man, enough about that, man. Hey, so <laughs> <laughs> this show here, man, this show here. First off, we want to uh, acknowledge that it is Native American Heritage Month, and so we wanted to bring something special to the table. You know what I'm saying? As we have Thanksgiving coming around the corner. And um, although it's a, a a holiday for everybody, and you know it's time that we see get together as family, you know what I mean, and have nice dinner with each other. Some folks might not feel like that's a day that you know what I'm saying to really cements that. And so we wanted to bring a special guest on today to talk about the meaning of Thanksgiving and other things for the Native American people here in the United States. So I want everybody to give a warm welcome to uh, Standing Bear. What's going on, Standing Bear? Is he <laughs> Standing Bear? You with us? Hold on, Seth. Is Seth still with? <laughs> Yo, all right. So he hit Standing Bear. Can you hear us? I don't think he can hear he us. I don't even know if he know if we live. Hey, so this is a little bit of the technical difficulty we've been talking about. He doesn't know that we're live. Yeah, let me see if I can get him in the chat. In my opinion, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, let him know we're live. This is what happens when we live, though, so bear with us, hey, people. We, hey, live. This is what happens when we live. Standing Bear, you with us? You there? Can you see us? He's looking. Can you hear us, Standing Bear? Hold on. I don't think he can hear us. Can you hear us, Standing Bear? Oh, Lord. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, people, would you give us one second, please? 
Hello? Yeah, I can't see you. Uh, can you hear us? I can't see us. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, folks, bear with us, man. We want to get him in real quick. He's having a little bit of technical difficulties. But, uh, hey, we talked to him pre-show. This is going to be a pretty enlightening call, uh, show. So give us one minute Absolutely. to get this together. Absolutely. Yo, well, as we do that, man, what's your plans for the week? <laughs> you stay at home man. or what? All right, now let's see. We're going to try this one more game. Ready? Hey. Yo, what's going on, man? Can you see us? I can see you. I can even hear you. Oh, I, I saw a bunch of screen reels of uh, name there. I was just man, I gave you the most best, the best introduction I ever gave a person. I gave it to you. And, you, and then we, we paying over to you on your phone. Yeah, he's sitting there texting on the phone. And, 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 <laughs> well, yeah, I couldn't hear or see anybody, man. I'm just sitting there kind of waiting like, okay, they're doing their like introductions. They're doing their, yeah, you know, man, they're doing their thing over there. And I said, well, you know, let them do their thing over there. So, uh, well, we are so, uh, uh, hey, can you, who all, for, first four, before we get started, who all can you see in here right now? I can see uh, you and I can see uh, Larry. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so you can't see Will. You All right, so we will. Hey, so, okay, we'll just. So here's what we talked about. I talked about earlier, you know what I'm saying, in the introduction that we acknowledge that it is Native American um, Heritage Month, you know what I'm saying, and we're going to talk about Native American history. And then also, Thanksgiving is around the corner. And while it's a big American holiday where people feel like it's a time for families to get together and be thankful yeah. for what they've been given. Not not everybody might not feel the same way about that holiday. You know, I've always wondered what Native Americans, how they felt about that holiday and how it's celebrated. What goes through their mind when that when that holiday is brought up? Well, you know, we want the truth to be told, uh, you know, spiritual integrity. Right. And, uh, and, you know, th there's a there's a colonial narrative out there. And then there's the indigenous, the indigenous. What the what what is more in alignment with, you know, the truth and everything. And uh, we're kind of a little tired of, you know, that truth, kind of like the pilgrims and the Indians getting together. And, and it was like just just kind of love fest, which is the way it should have been. But it really wasn't that way at all it was about murder and you know land grabbing stuff like that and then they had a big feast afterwards so uh and, you know we would like to see you know the truth be told and, you know like the history of, of the continent of turtle island the continent of you know north america we would really love to see that you know that history told and uh but but the fact is it's not really in in, in alignment with you know that colonial you know narrative and, and you know quite frankly uh you know the truth should be told no matter what you know that's that's what you know that, that you know that's what we're looking for and you know that's what i'm hopeful for whether i'll ever see it i really don't know but the thing is um you know, this is about being in, 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 in alignment with, with, you know, everything beautiful, right? And, and we're not in alignment with everything beautiful if we're uh, still telling our little one the lies right there, you know. Yeah. It's much easier to, 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 to believe the lies than to understand the truth, you know. So, you know, so most of, you know, most of, you know, today's educational system just takes that, that truth that, you know, everything was good between the Indians and, you know, the pilgrims and, you know, 
and, and all of that. And, and you know, it really, it, it really wasn't like that at all. So, right. do, you, do you feel like do you feel like there's any steps going forward? You know, what I'm saying to get that truth out. Do you feel like the uh, native people's voice voices are being heard when it comes to this? Yeah, you know, that's one of the first things that, uh, you know, my, my, my ancestors talk about, my immediate ancestors, and, you know, let's get that, you know, how unpalatable it is for the colonial, to under, the establishment to understand. It, it, it's a really simple truth to understand, and, you know, and, and, you know, let's get through this and, and, and let's talk about this mm-hmm. and, and let's get through this together. You know, I'm all about doing stuff together, man. You know, the principle behind, you know, Thanksgiving is being and grateful you know and, and, and you know let's just keep that right where it is but you know what i'm really saying here is, is you know i think we're capable of telling the truth what's up larry hey, hey standing bear i got a question while we're talking about ancestry and all that let's let's keep it within the same realm and talk about um how are the traditions passed down uh you know because you know for african americans it's really hard for us to trace our ancestries to a certain extent, because it's just too challenging for us. But for Native Americans, are you able to, to trace back, you know, as far back as whatever, whatever that may be? And are you able to? Absolutely. Is there sure. anything, story, traditions that kind of stick out that, that you would like to share with us? Certain, you know, uh, traditions, uh, yeah. you know, we have a beautiful life, you know, in, in the indigenous culture. And, you know, let me just share this. And, you know, there, there's like 1,500 tribes in like North America, right? So, so like the way I do it, the way my traditions do it may be a little different than, say, the, the, the tribes in the lower 48 type thing. And, and, you know, let's just say, let's just agree right now that, that every tradition is good. You know, every tradition that those tribes has is, is you know, there's uh, basically there's so many ways to do it right. You know, so, like like so many ways to say a good prayer like that. So let's just kind of kind of agree on that. So so, you know, we have a history. I, our history evolves around what we would call the medicine wheel and, and, and really being in alignment. And, you know, our, our ceremonies and traditions are in alignment with, with what we would call the ancient sacred agreements of harmony and balance. Uh, but that's living in the confines of what we would call and in, 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 in the colonial world would call uh, natural law, you know. And, and, and so our traditions keep those, the, those uh, ceremonies alive. The, the, the living living within the confines of you know, harmony and balance there's really not one you know that there there's there there's so many ceremonies that have so so many different aspects you know it's really kind of hard to break down just one thing and just say hey you know this is it right there you know and you know there's feminine ceremonies there's male ceremonies and, and there's community ceremonies but they're all in alignment with one thing. Okay. I don't know if you can see Big Will. Can you see Big Will? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Will. Hey, what's going on, Standing Bear? Pleasure for you being on the show with us this evening. Uh, I want to more so talk about. Yeah, I can't see him now. Yeah, can't see him now. Just but but can you hear me? So, but you know, let me just kind of finish up that one statement. Was uh, you know, uh, you know, um, you know the celebration of life is most important 
that's that that's the essence of every ceremony that that we go to you know without life we have nothing mm-hmm. we have nothing every ceremony begins with the prayer of that absolute celebration of life <laughs> awesome you gotta ask awesome. right there yeah go ahead will i, I appreciate your, your transparency yep. and brother maybe we'll can you, put you it are- in uh, the chat yeah go ahead I'm, go, I'm when we ask the question, I'm asking for him. Go ahead, Will. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. Oh, more so, how do you teach children that go to school and learn what the school is teaching you, and how do you combat that with the truth as to what really happened throughout the history of your people? No, he just dropped it. Hold on. All right, so not sure what's popping, man. I think, hold on, here we go. One minute. Okay, okay, we're back. Okay, I'll kick it up for a second. Okay. All right. So, so here, here, was, here was the question. The question okay. was, uh, how do you combat what, what was being taught in schools and with, the real, with the real lesson is? You know what I'm saying? What really happened as far as y'all's history and traditions? How do we combat that? Like, yeah. how did I do it when I was little? Yeah, or... like, you know, you know, the schools tell you one thing about how history... Yeah. Right, right. Like, right. Like, well, well, here's, you know, you know that's that that's a beautiful question, and yeah, you know, let me follow that up with with a kind of like a story that really epitomizes what what the colonial culture does and how it kind of relates and sees the indigenous population. You know, when I was five, I grew up in, in, in like the 80s. I, I, I was in grade school in, in, in the 80s, uh, 70s and, you know, 80s. Um, and we had this class called uh, social studies class. I don't know if you had that class. I don't know if this still happened now. But we were in like fifth grade or something. And I was in like middle of like Ohio or something, Bowling Green, Ohio. And, and you know, they kind of opened up your, your social studies books. And, and we were starting a new chapter. And it was one, and the chapter was how the West was won, and how uh, how the Cowboys defeated the Savage Indians type thing. And so, and, you know, you can imagine what that does to to, to uh, like the psyche of an indigenous person. You know, when they read that, you know, I read that and I looked around the room, and and I saw nothing but white faces in there. Man. I saw nothing but white faces. There was a handful, of, you know, you know black students in there but there's primarily you know white students and you know they all looked at me and, and, and from that moment on I had a target on my back you know a big uh, target so, so so now they thought that I was less than before but now they know I'm less than because you know the social studies class said hey look you know these guys are savages over there. Hey, man, that, you know, the, that Indian-looking guy, man, he's a savage now. So, you know, what? Well, we can go after him now. So, you know, needless to say, you know, recess and lunchtime became very, very interesting times for, you know, looking like, like a young indigenous boy just trying to, like, just kind of survive. You know, you know, you know, this is about survival right here and it wasn't about thriving at all growing up so you know you know we said what you know what was it like kind of growing up as as a uh, uh, indigenous youth 
you know, it's, you know, that's the kind of thing that the colonial schools kind of gave me to, to, hey, this is, you know, and I don't even know what they say now about, you know, indigenous. I couldn't tell you the history. I, I mean, I couldn't tell you what they teach now, but, you know, I almost guarantee it's not the truth. <laughs> ain't it ain't it crazy that y'all are the ones that are native to this land but made to be the bad guys you know what i'm saying and all the movies and tv shows and stuff like that y'all portrayed as the aggressors and the crazy ones well that's the colonial narrative you see you have to tell you know that there's mindsets going on here and i want you to wrap your head around it just for a second and you know there's that colonial mindset right and the, of the colonial of like the invaders right and, and, and then uh, the colonial mindset is based on being adversarial, right? So, so, so you know, the colonial world is really good about blame, shame, guilt, you know, and plus label too, you know. So, you know, they can't blame, shame, guilt you. They will label you. So, you know, we, we live in a very adversarial society, right, left, up, down, and, you know, Democrat, Republican, uh, this, that, and, you know, if you're gay, you're over here. If you're black, you're over there. If you're Asian, you're over here. If you're Asian, you know, all these labels and little boxes that that world wants us to be in that we just don't fit in. We, you know, you know as indigenous, we don't fit in like any box, you know, kind of square peg round hole type thing. You know, we just don't fit, you know. And, you know, the only way they can make us fit is, is, is by putting us out on, you know, reservations type. You know, and just say, hey, look, you know, good luck out there. You know, good luck. We're not going to give you any social system, but, you know, good luck out there. You know, so, uh, so I want to go a little bit more into deeper history. You know, we call it America. Right. And I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, it was like over 1500 native native tribes here in, in uh, yeah. America. Right. Before. Now, did y'all did y'all did y'all all have communication or did y'all treat it all as independent nations? What did y'all call this land before we, we named it America? Well, we called it Turtle Island. That's a great question. We called it Turtle Island. Most, you know, almost every tribe from the East Coast to the West Coast called it Turtle Island. Uh, um, you know, and, and, you know, let's just say this here, too. Well, like the numbers, I said 1,500. There's only 608, you know, rec federally recognized tribes out there. But that's just kind of ridiculous because we know there's so many more tribes out there that, that are state recognized and have to, you know, apply for recognition. You know, you know, I, I don't see any other culture or, or people in, in this country applying for any kind of recognition. You know, but, but you know, but the indigenous, you know, uh, you know, we have to have a status card in, in order for us to be officially, you know, Indians. You know, I don't see any white people or black people having, you know, official, you know, status card. Here, man, let me show you my status card. You ready? This is what makes me officially, this is what makes me an official, you know, <laughs> official, you know, you know, like imagine if black people had to have, you're not black unless you have this card. You know, you're not Asian unless you have this card. You're not Irish unless you have this card. And you're not Italian unless you have this card. You're not Portuguese unless you have this card. You're not Spanish unless you have this card. Just think about that for a second, man. What does that do to a psyche of the indigenous saying that we're the only population that has to have a card in order to be officially recognized? That's, that's separatism what does that as, say as a whole. Hey, man, you're not black until you have a car, man. Yeah. <laughs> Is that you ain't black, man. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. No. Hey, man, you ain't white until you have a white car. Yeah. 
What was that, Larry? Uh, what was that, Will? So yeah. it's having the car yeah, what would that to do? some what, type like, of financial obligation about, from the government. Know, just kind of like, you know, this is like, uh, you know, kind of puts hate in your heart, right? Kind of yeah. puts hate in your heart. But the thing is, you know, the thing is, and, uh, you know, let me go back to my background a little bit. I don't know if your, 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 your viewers can kind of know my background. I'm a genocide survivor. So that means that the Canadian government came and stole me from the arms of my mom, the hospital that I was born in, without consent, stole me, put me in a van and put me 800 miles away in, in, in a Catholic-run orphanage. And then I went into Catholic-run foster care and all that. And, and then the Catholics sold me to a white American family in the States. So that's how I, I became born in Canada and then a U.S. citizen right here so that's kind of like you know like the two like the two second background to to you know what i was going to so you, bro. yo so hey, I, I think will had a question what was that will that was yeah. more so the car that he had is that tied to some type of financial obligation from the government as to why they need to have one it, so the car that you have is it tied to anything like does it like a financial obligation or some kind of privileged car. What 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 what's the need for the car? What car? This car? Yeah. Mm -hmm. was, why do well, you have? Why, why do they issue? No, like why are they issue? It's, it's uh, so they can label me. This is a label right here. It's what the label looks like. So it doesn't give. There's no benefit attached to it. It's just. Well, they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be treaty rights, uh, 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 like attached to it. I can go into Canada anytime I want because I, I, I'm, I'm of a, I, I'm of indigenous status type thing, and and, and there's supposed to be certain privileges, healthcare rights that that uh, that, that we would normally have, uh, you know, with this. But you know, everything's minimal. You know, don't think that. You know, don't think there's anything. Uh, you know, nobody's getting rich being an Indian. You know, let me put that out there right here. You know, you know, you know. You know, we don't, you know, you know, most of us don't have to see the revenue, but kind of fall back on it. You know, it's just kind of like, uh, you know, it's too, too, um, you know, this is kind of like an insult, right? So, you know, one of the treaty rights that we have is, and, uh, you know, let's not all run to the bank at the same time. Um, I get $5 a year. Okay. I get $5 a year. Five dollars a year. Five dollars a year. By yeah. who? Yeah, yeah. He said five dollars. By who? Is it the Canadian government or the U.S. Canadian government? government. The Canadian government gives you five dollars a year because of the you know, treaty rights. Yeah. Wow, so, they give you more than that. Now, so, that. You know, yeah, yeah. Let's just <laughs> put that into perspective. But you know, one of those things that I really did want to touch on is uh, you know, I I I I do a lot of talks about indigenous spirituality what it is um because people don't know us they don't know what we do how we do it or like why we do it and so i made it my life's mission to go out and, and to celebrate indigenous culture in a general way uh so my future ancestors don't have to go through what i went through so my people don't have to go through what i went through so and you know we don't have to be talking about so we don't be having so we don't have to be digging up any more babies because they went to you know catholic front work 
that that you know that 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 our culture can stand on its own two feet. We can walk with our language, our culture, and you know be happy again, which is really which is really what we all want. And you know, we don't want to be rich. We don't want to be this. You know, we just want to be happy. We want to speak our own language. We want to go to ceremony without being threatened. We don't want to walk around, you know, with established cars or, you know, worried about getting five dollars. You know, we want our children to be happy. You know, we want our children to, to feel safe. You know, we want, you know, the next seven generations, we want those kids to have a place of ceremony. And they want, we want to, those kids to have a place of absolute love, knowing that when they go to ceremony, that they can speak their language and that they can feel safe. Right. You know, everything that was taken away from me, they took, you know. So in, in like my little way here, you know, I do a lot of traveling, brothers. I do a lot of traveling. And, and I talk about the celebration that is indigenous communities. That is indigenous. I am so proud to be indigenous, man. They took that away from me, you know. They took that away from me, you know. And, and, you know, I was the one to bring that back into my own life. And, and, hey, let's really celebrate something here. Let's celebrate life. Let's celebrate the circle. Let's celebrate Mother Earth. Let's celebrate the medicine. Let's celebrate all these things that, you know, my ancestors couldn't celebrate. And, and you know, let me remind you of, of this, too. It, it wasn't until 1978 that we had a spiritual rights returned. Hmm. Right? So before 1978, guess what? We could not go to ceremony, could not speak our own language, you know. You know. Imagine if they did that to the Catholics. Imagine if they did that to the Christians. Right. You cannot celebrate, you know, Easter. You cannot celebrate Christmas. You will go to jail. We will shoot you. We will put you in jail if you go and go through any kind of celebration. Well, that's what they did to the indigenous culture. That's what they did. You know, so, so the people of the, the, the generation before me and, you know, those medicine men of, of, of women, they carried this beautiful, beautiful place, this beautiful, beautiful ceremony with the fear of death at every ceremony that they went to, that this might be their last. Think about that for a second. No doubt. So think hey. about that for a second. Hey, this may be my last ceremony because they, you know, because the uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police might come and shoot us. You know? Right. You know? wow. We may go to jail. You know, you know, a lot of our medicine men and women are still in jail for doing mm. and talking about what I'm talking about here. The celebration of life. The celebration that is everything. The celebration okay. being in alignment with that. I'm going to switch gears here a little bit and I appreciate you being transparent in, in your feelings on that. I want to talk about, I don't know if Canada offers this, but I know it's in the U.S., the Indian reservations. What are your thoughts on the Indian reservations and, and was that, because I don't know the history of it. I could easily Google it, but I just want to hear from you. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know it's like compensation for the atrocities that, that was you know, done previously, but what you I don't know that? any other. I don't know any other people that will would have to be put on reservations. You know, it goes back back to the status card, the treaty card. Here, I don't know any other people that the U.S. government felt like they had to put on you know 
reservation and tournament camp stuff like that. And, and, you know, you know they you know they don't they don't invest in the infrastructure inside mm -hmm. the, the reservations. There's no opportunities. There's no place for you know economic growth. You know, most you know there, there's a good percentage of um, of uh, reservations that don't have clean water. Wow. Clean water. They, they 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 have water that that, that you can light a match and and the water comes out fire. You know, these are some of the things that I mean, you know you know you know would they do this in like a white development? This is about social and economic you know, well-being. Okay. And that's good. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, and I, I, have, yeah. I, I have no real insight on the reservation, but yeah. we're going to have to jump yeah. to a break real quick, uh, Standing Bear. We got we got more <laughs> show coming on. Everybody, if okay. you're feeling this content, please, please share, because we're going to be talking about a lot of things that we probably never really heard of before. Yeah. So share it with the folks so we can get that information out there. See y'all back in a second. Monique Slater is a top negotiating, award-winning real estate agent in San Antonio, Texas. Her focus is on educating and empowering individuals on building general wealth through homeownership while providing exponential service with integrity and excellence. Although her heart is for serving first-time homeowners and the military community, her clientele ranges from $100,000 to $2.5 million. Monique has developed an awesome team that can get anyone into a home and has sold homes in less than six hours. After servicing the Air Force for over 28 years, retired Chief Slater has a massive network so she can connect you with an awesome agent anywhere in the U.S. And if you're in San Antonio or relocating there, give Monique a call first to help you find your dream home. Give Monique a call at 210-237-7268. One thing we can cherish during these times is family dinners. Think about it, the nice succulent southern fried chicken, baked beans cooked to perfection, creamy macaroni and cheese, cornbread, you get the point. Come check out Kevlar's Grill, where all the meals are cooked with perfection, professionalism, and love. Located outside the Scott Air Force Base back gate inside the VFW is where you can find them. Also, they have military discount for all of our serving members. Give them a call. Their number is 618-416-5700. And that's inside Scott VFW Post 4183. And they also have Grubhub. Call them now and tell them that the Lions Den sent you. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Seth with the Lion's Den. Are you or someone you know looking for a tool to help them be more accountable? Check out the Black Collar Mindset, the art of strategic thinking. It's a manual to help maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable every step of the way. Go to theblackcollarmindset.com to grab your copy today. Again, the website is theblackcollarmindset.com. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Let's get it together. Yo, yo. What's going on, man? What you think about what we got going on so far? Hey, man, it's, it's, uh, good information, stuff that I didn't know about, stuff I wasn't, you know, just informed on. And I mean, he's really 
really hammering out like some 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 ugly secrets basically you know let's yeah. just keep it on in some month some ugly secrets that is still affecting you know native americans to this day you know one thing that i learned is that you know people said you know like reservations hey was a good yeah. thing you know what i mean like hey they got reservations but then you know i was thinking uh it don't say it never really sound like a great thing to me it sounds like a you know a, a jail that you could come come back and forth to, to freely well, that was just my thoughts man yeah oh oh that's what i'm talking about what's that yeah what's that song, <laughs> the sage can you hear me can you hear me hey Yo, standing bear. Okay. Make him the big screen, all uh, sir. Make him the big. Yeah, screen. we're back yet. Yeah, we're yeah, back. back. Can you hear us? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can only hear you there. So, he was asking, "What was that? You was what was that you was putting in the screen?" This was uh, this is sage right here. This is okay. a little say white sage bundle, and uh, you, you know. Uh, a little what we would call smudging is a is a spiritual cleanse, is a yeah. physical cleanse. So yeah, it's a, it's a, one of those traditional things I, I uh, like to do. So uh, okay, so yeah, yeah, a little little is smudge for everybody out there. A little little love here. So uh, uh, you know, so yeah. So, you know. Hey, see if you can go yeah. back. Come so, back uh, in so, yeah, again, I just hey. want to say thank you for, for having me on. I don't know if I said that yet, but, but, but I appreciate you uh, appreciate you having me on. So We appreciate it. Are you able to log out and log back in real quick? Because uh, Herm can't hear you. You can't yeah. hear Herm. No, I can't hear you. Let me log. We got, we got Seth working hard for the money in the background, don't we? I know, right? <laughs> he, he earned all them big dollars. He today. wasn't hard for the money back there. Yeah. <laughs> still backstage. I don't know, man. I think Spence need to put. Yeah, he back there. <laughs> he logged out and logged back in, so hopefully he, yeah, he can he hear one of us when he comes. So back both on. of y'all can hear me, correct? Yeah, we can hear yeah, you. We, hear we you. can hear you the whole he time. Can hear you. Okay. Yeah, it's because he's on his. Yeah. I think it's because he's on the cell phone. Hey, okay. Hey, who okay. can you see? I can see you and hear you. So good. Right. Me and who else? Me and who else? Larry can't see Will. Okay. Okay. They can't see Will. We're gonna we're gonna get him one day. We're gonna so, press. We're gonna press. So, so quick question for you, real quick, about the uh, spirituality, right? Okay. Um. You mentioned there was a whole lot of tribes, about 1,500 roughly, that was in the Northern American area, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. What, what is the religion, religious or spiritual practices that was unique to maybe your tribe? And what is something about Native American spirituality that most uh, people who are not from the Native culture probably really have uh, misconstrued or really don't understand? Understand. Beautiful question. I, 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 our spirituality is based off of Mother Earth, based in alignment with, with, with the, those ancient sacred agreements of harmony and, 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 and balance. I, I just showed you a little medicine uh, to help keep us in, 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 in alignment, you know, with that, with that harmony and balance. Let's just take sage real quick. Let's just, 
Um, and, you know, we know now uh, science has figured out that what the sage smoke is, it, it actually cleanses the air, right? It cleanses the air of, you know, viruses, you know, kind of important these days, bacteria, you know. Uh, so what it does in the the physical world, the medicine also does in, in, in the spiritual world. You see, because, because we know that they have to mirror each other, right? And, and, and so what it does, if it cleans the, the physical world, it also has to clean the spiritual world. And so that's why we that's why we start the day with a little that's why we start the day with, with you know, uh, like a little smudge. One of those other things, too, uh, the, 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 those basic um, uh like a basic spiritual teaching it, it is that indigenous spirituality. Um, we do a lot of offering type thing, and, you know, and, and, and it's not like any kind of colonial idea of, you know, offering. We, what, what we do is, uh, you know, we offer, uh, we offer, uh, tobacco, <laughs> Tobacco is sacred to us. Uh, this is a bag of tobacco right here. And so if we were to say a prayer when we start our day, when we ask for something, when we say something in prayer, it is traditional that that, 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 that we make an offering for our prayers to be heard. And you see, because we understand that asking without offering is spiritual stealing. Mm. You know, we don't have to, the, 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 the colonial world is basically sitting out there, you know, with their colonial religions, with their patriarch, patriarchal religions, and just kind of sitting there with a hand out. But, you know, um, I need, I need a better job, you know, so, you know, whatever God you are, you know, please put that in. I need more money. I, I, I need better times. You know, I need better silverware. You know, I need, you know, whatever I need, there's really no offering there given. So when the indigenous spirituality understands and, you know, creates, we're we're trying to maintain and create some sort of spiritual cycle, some sort of, you know, wisdom. Everything is done in a uh, circle, in, in a cycle, like the moon cycle of the day. Uh, the earth is round, the sun is round, the moon goes round, the sun, you know, everything is done in, 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 in a circle. There, there are cycles there. And we want to live within those confines, those beautiful confines of that cycle. And, and, you know, one of the ways we do that is we make an offering for our prayers to be heard. Okay. In, in the sweat lodge ceremony, the ceremony that my elder has given me the right to pour is, uh, it, it's, you know, it's kind of like, uh, as you would say, kind of the calling, would say it's like a sauna with a bunch of hot rocks in there. But really the essence of that is we go into the womb of Mother Earth. We go into the very first environment that we were ever in. And we offer the one thing that we can really offer is ourselves for our prayers to be heard. You know, I don't know of any other religion that offers their body to sweat everything for their prayers to be heard. And, and, and you know, these, these aren't personal prayers of wants and needs. These are our circle prayers. These are community prayers. I want Mother Earth to be healthy so that my future ancestors have a safe place to go. 
they have clean drinking water, they have clean air. You know, these are some of the prayers, you know, kind of the forward thing. We don't say any prayer without consulting the future seven generations and whether it will affect them or not. Okay. The next seven generations, that's why we're here, to take care of, love, promote. So, so they have a good place to live. So they have a, a clean land to live on. They don't live on a landfill. You know, they don't drink radioactive water. They don't drink any water filled with, with you know, all sorts of medication and stuff like that. You know, they don't drink water full of, you know, acetone or something like that. You know, you know, we, we want a safe place for our children to pray so that their children will have a safe place to pray. We, we borrow the earth. That is pretty deep. When you talk about the sacrifice part, I, 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 love that, I love that concept. You know what I'm saying? Of bringing something to the table to sacrifice. If you're going to ask for something, what what are you willing to sacrifice for? Like, so now when you talk about the tobacco, are you are you are you like don't what what do you do to the to the to the tobacco when you sacrifice it? Well, we just just make an offering. So, so, so basically, an offering, a prayer would look like something like this. Uh, you know, uh, pinch goes a long way. Uh, you know, I say a morning prayer, prayer of the morning. Say, Creator, uh, teach me how to live in a good way. Teach me those things that I need to learn today. Teach me how to walk in beauty. Teach me how to speak in beauty. Teach me how to look at things beautifully. Teach me. How to treat the sacred feminine? Feminine. How about that one? Treat the sacred feminine as equal, as sacred, and not only as our partners, a lustful, whatever that 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 is, but as spiritual partners walking in this beautiful journey that we call life. I, you know, our, our indigenous family communities know that we can't do this without the sacred feminine, the help of the sacred feminine. We are walking on the sacred feminine right now. We are walking on Mother Earth right now. We we are a part of Mother Earth. We are part of uh, Mother Earth, the culture that is Mother Earth. And, and, and the thing is, the colonial world has really kind of forgotten that. They didn't, like they didn't take Mother Earth as a resource instead of a spiritual responsibility, you know. You know, you know, I I take the love of Mother Earth very, very seriously, you know, and that's a beautiful thing. And I do that with tobacco, and, and you know, I do that with the sage, and, and and I do that with the prayer feather, and, and I, you know, I do that with the food. Everything it is that that surrounds native spirituality it is to help us be in alignment. With, 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 with all those things beautiful and all those things sacred, including the next seventh seven generation. When's the last time you thought about making this world a better place for the next seven generations? Well, we as indigenous, this is our daily prayer. We never go very far or stray very far from this prayer. In fact, many of us and many of my elders would say that it, it, it can un the prayer is not finished until we we say prayers for the next seven generations. Hmm. 
That's that's interesting. I appreciate you uh, pointing that out. It's a lot to take in, brothers. Yeah, it is. It's being in tune with nature and using nature for what you just sit with us a little bit. You sit with us a little bit. So big and so magnificent, man. It can't help but make your heart explode. It can't help but do that. It can't help but sit there and be like, oh my God. I, I want my son, 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 daughters and kids to have a beautiful, beautiful place. And I can be a part of that right here, right now. We can do this together right here, right now. And I don't care what background you're from. We need we need everybody on the fire line here, black, white, red, yellow. We need everybody on, on the fire line. Indigenous spirituality isn't only for indigenous culture. Right. This is for our culture of humanity. Right. Let me say that again. This is for the culture of humanity so that, so that we may have a future. That's why I go around the world and, and I talk about this stuff. This this isn't indigenous stuff. We are all indigenous of Earth. We all have to learn to live in alignment with everything beautiful, with the sacred feminine, with the water, with the air, you know, with the future seven generation sitting with that fire listening learning understanding how to listen you see we have forgotten even as a species as a colonial species how to even listen you know we think listening comes from our ears listening is the first form of communication and we're so busy running our mouth listening to cnn you know doing this doing that that we've completely forgot how to listen I love this way of life. I am passionate about this way of life because it has changed my life. You know what? You know what? You couldn't have said that any better. I feel like if a lot of people believe like you, you know what I'm saying, and 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 the indigenous people, man, we would make this world a better place. But my man Larry, do have a question for you? Can you see Larry right now? Yeah. Can you hear me at least? Just relay the message. Yeah, just relay the message. I got you. Yeah, I just wanted to know what during this time frame, this week, this holiday week coming up, what do they do as a tribe? Okay. Like what how do they celebrate it? Whether it's mourners or are they you know, I know they're not celebrating Thanksgiving like we do, but how what is this week about? Like when this week comes around, what do you got how do you guys treat this week? So here's the question. So here's the question. The question is, um, instead of I don't know, I'm assuming that the the native people, the indigenous people are not celebrating thanksgiving i don't know for sure but if if it's if it's not that is there any kind of celebration that goes this week um this week in in place of our ceremonies, and this is for the most part, and I can't obviously speak for every traditional right. tribe right. out there. It would be impossible for me to do that, but I can teach you my perspective, and my perspective mm-hmm. is most traditional will, will, will not celebrate Thanksgiving. You know, that's kind of like a colonial narrative. That's kind of like living the lie right there, and, you know, living the, the pilgrims where we're, 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 you know, fun-loving and fluffy and, you know, the Wampanoag nations and, uh, you know, all the nations over there, the pilgrims, uh, you know, were associated with, you know, you know there were, you know, you know, rainbows and, you know, there were loving rainbows too. And, you know, that, that, that's, that's a colonial narrative. And, and, you know, the real thing is, you know, The reason why we have our ceremonies, 
We don't need a special day to celebrate life. Do not need that. You know, our ceremonies are based on the sun, the solstice, the moon. You know, all these beautiful things that represent a beautiful life. And that, again, that we want to be a part of that beautiful life. And we as indigenous, we understand that we are human and sometimes that we are flawed and fallible. We weren't perfect people, you know. Growing up here on Terminal Island, we know there's a lot of mistakes that happen. But you know, the thing is, we our ceremonies were based on, on being in, in alignment with harmony and balance, living by natural law. That is the ceremony. Like if you're thinking about, it, you know, celebrating gratitude is a good thing, or whatever Christmas is, you know, that's a good thing too. You know, New Year's celebration, new, you know, new beginnings, you know, that's a new thing. Let me let me remind you that you know every day is a celebration. Every day is a celebration of life. Every every sunrise is a celebration of new beginnings it tells us it doesn't have to be the way it always was every breath tells us hey look this is a place for you know new beginnings we're here to, to celebrate life because without life we have nothing and so so when we celebrate celebrate when that, that a simple you know a simple prayer like this you know with, with, with a little tobacco pouch you know that's a celebration too. It doesn't have to be some sort of you know cosmetic, superficial, you know, holidays celebrating lives. Man, if you want to do that, that's fine. You, you know, I'm gonna love you anyway. I mean, I'm gonna love you. That, that's my job is, is to, to, to to love you. I mean, I may not understand you and why you're doing it. I love you regardless, man. You know, hey man, this is this is what, what we do to live a good life. And I think a lot of people out there are real confused about what a good life is because they're stuck with the top confines of, you know, what that colonial narrative tells them. That it's a good life. You know, you know a good life, it, it, it's, you know, a good life you, freedom. It, it, it's knowing that everything's going to be okay. Good life, a good day, a good day is knowing that I did everything I could to make my life better and to make my kids life better and to make them seven generations. A good day is taking care of mother. You know, you know, a good day is, is honoring her. A good day is celebrating, you know, the sacred feminine, our sacred women. You know, our sacred. So, standing bear, can you hear me? Hey, I was. I think you. you okay, so okay. not to cut you off, but I want, we got two important questions to ask you before our hour is up. So the first one I want to ask you about because we talked about it backstage a little bit. It's something I ain't know nothing about, but you you talked about the color orange and the significance. That it means to the indigenous people. Indigenous people. So I want yeah. you to talk to the audience about what the color orange means 
um, for the indigenous people, please. The color orange, it, 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 it's kind of like being, uh, it, it's new within the last couple of years and it really represents uh, the, the, the uh, those children that were in the residential schools. Uh, like a little background, uh, you, you may not know that uh, indigenous populations were forced to go to Catholic run uh, faith-based uh, as a, uh, as a form of assimilation, which is kind of turned, which was indoctrination, to take the Indian out of the Indian and make the Indian more palatable, more spiritually, emotionally, physically palatable to to you know what we were called the gray hairs, like the you know, like the white people, right? Right. And so we had to act, and we have to we had to act. So they sent us to uh, residential boarding schools, like Catholic-run, church-run boarding schools. And, uh, and, you know, they were a haven for, you know, pedophiles, you know, pedophiles from, from the church. Uh, uh, and uh, a lot of children that went there never came home. Never came home. And this is not hundreds. We are into the thousands right now. We are into 7,000 children, over 7,000 children that have never come home from, from Catholic and, and Catholic and Christian uh, residential schools. So, so, so the color of orange symbolizes that, 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 that the coming home and, and, you know, representing that journey home, representing that there's a problem there, representing that love that is there for those children that never came home. So thank you. Bringing that to our attention, and I hope there is more more spotlight on that because that is something that needs to be addressed. But the um, the next question we got is from Big Will. And he asked, because I always wanted to know this too, in, in regards to the reservations around the U.S., what roles do casino play? Do the casinos play in the economy around different reservations? You know, that's that's you know that's a great question too. And, and, you know, um, you know, casinos you know generate money. They can generate jobs. They generate infrastructure. They generate you know uh, chances and opportunities for jobs and education and you know administration and you know all this stuff too. Um, you know, but you know, uh, you know, casino revenue does some that does some good. You know, that does you know some good. But that's you know, I'm here for it. So and you know, my my my, you know, Seminole brothers are doing very sound. Brothers, this is you know, they're doing very very well right now. You know, but the other thing too that it also brings is debt too. And, you know, so let's let's take a look at that in a second. You give you, you tell a child that at eighteen you're like you're what like you're gonna collect six figures, what kind of an incentive is that to go to school, stay in school, you know, all, all that. So, you know, we give the Native American youth um, you know, like all the time in the world, they don't have to be educated and, and, you know, they have a lot of money and that's just a recipe for, you know, 
bad things to happen right, right. there. And, right. you know, and so, and, you know, so you'll see, you know, one of the underlying currents of having that casino revenue money is uh, because they took away our culture and they're not taking us to go back to the culture. And, 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 you know, drugs, you know, drugs and alcohol, we are a wounded and damaged thing, you know, culture and society. So, and, you know, so drugs and alcohol go, you know, trauma-based goes hand in hand with, you know, and, you know, with that money. So, you know, with money takes responsibility, you know, and, you know, with cultural, you know, responsibility, the old ones being like the elders, we have to start going in there and then, uh, you know, telling our youth about going back to ceremonies, taking care of our grandmothers, and, you know, taking care of our youth, you know, so we can all remember that to, to take care of the next seven generations. So, Stand and Bear. So stand and bear. We're about, we about to wrap up, so we got to give our last thoughts because we got to give you your opportunity for people to find you and talk about your book. But first, I got to give it to, uh, I'm going to give it to uh, Will. You can't hear Will, but I'm going to let Will, because everybody else can hear Will. Will's going to give his last thoughts, and then I'm going to give it to Larry after that. Yeah. I, I would say my last thought would be as simple as this. You can't always believe what people put on your plate. Um, do the research spread the truth and I'll be an advocate for lies because it's been too many thus far. So thank you, my brother, for coming on to the show and educating us on things that we hear about, but giving it to us raw. So appreciate you. Go ahead, Larry. Absolutely. And I agree with, with what Will was saying as far as as far as the Native Americans go, please keep your story alive. Keep passing down those traditions to all the, the generations that come after you guys and, and just uh, colonial history is, is what it is. A lot of us know that there's a lot of his story, if you pay attention to it, but there's not a lot of truth to it. And so it's on all of us. I mean, I mean, everybody, not just Native Americans, but all races to really keep the truth alive and keep pushing the, the real narrative of what history is. American history is it's, it's sickening at, at, at most aspects of it when you really think about it. And. and First, first and foremost, Standing Bear, I want to thank you for taking the time out and talk with us because I don't feel like um, y'all's story is spoken about enough. Not a lot of people know what the indigenous people went through in this country. You know what I'm saying? This is the country that y'all y'all were already here. Coming from an African-American background, we understand what suffering is. You know what I'm saying? So we're always, you know, we'll always feel for other people that have suffered in this country through, you know, hands of, you know, colonial or however you want to put it, you know what I'm saying, colonizers, however you want to put it. So we understand all of that. So we share that common bond when it comes to suffering. Uh, so thank you so much for enlightening us. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate your time. And now I'm going to give it to you so you can talk to the people <laughs> and, and, and break that flute out for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, thank you for, uh, you know, having me on uh, um, you know, if you want to follow me on uh, social media, I'm, I'm at Wayne Williams Snellgrove on, uh, you know, Facebook. I, I, I do a morning morning meditation where, you know, we go over a couple of books. We go over the book, uh, the books that, that I've written here. Uh, Daily Medicine is my first book. And also Whispers from, from the Hall of Bones, my second book. I have about four or five books, you know, lined up after this. So I, I do a lot of writing. So, uh, so yeah, thank you. And, you know, again, it's one of those things that, that, that I have to say every time and everywhere that I go, man, if no one said that they love me today. I love you. Right? 
button that just simply means I just want the very best for you. I want nothing from you, but I want the very best for you. I mean, I want you to live the best life. I want you to live an awesome, awesome life. I want you to live a safe life. I want you to, you know, remember your children, remember your ancestors, remember that we are part of something. That's really what I mean by by. I love you. It's just kind of offering you, know, like, I offer you a safe place right here, any place you need to go to. And so, if I can have it, just another thirty seconds, can I have another thirty seconds? Let's do no it. Possible? Let's do it. So, so a big shout out, thank you to the, the Lions Den, all the hosts. I apologize for the, the technical difficulty, but, you know, again, there's a beautiful message here. And the beautiful message is that we can do this together. We can celebrate life together. We can have a beautiful life together. It doesn't matter if you're indigenous or black or white or anything. We can do this together. That's what the spirit tells us. So, so if no one said that they love you today, I love you very much. And, and you know, thank you all the hosts for having me on. And I, I feel so honored to, uh, to, 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 to be here and, and to, yeah. to share yeah. a little bit of wisdom. So thank you. Hey, on, on behalf hey, on, on of I want to thank you for coming on, man. I know he really wanted to be a part of this show. He's in the background working hard. And uh, so on behalf of him, I want to thank you. And I also want to thank everybody for watching and, and being interactive with this show. This show is not possible without you guys. So please make sure you share this, man, because, again, a lot of people don't know about uh, what happened with the indigenous people. So we only scratched the top of the iceberg. There's a lot more information out there. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Wayne, stay on for a little bit after this. But we're out, y'all. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public, where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking, on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com, a manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth.